condition of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Are you all able to hear me? Uh, raise your hand if you cannot, or thumbs up if you can. That's better. Okay. Um, just wanted to make sure, because usually I take off my mask, but um, I um, usually wear studs on my earrings, and these big old hoops get caught in my mask, so I'm just going to leave my mask on. I have a prayer that my dear mother gave to me recently, and I want to start with this prayer. So I want to make sure you all can hear me. Dear Lord, so far today I've done all right. I haven't lost my temper. I haven't been grumpy. I haven't been nasty. I haven't been selfish or self-indulgent. And I'm thankful for all that. But in a few minutes, Lord, I'm going to get out of bed. And from then on, I'm probably going to need a lot more help. <laughs> it feels like that some of these days. We have to have a good sense of humor about what it means to be human and how much we depend on God for mercy and forgiveness and for strength. And it's a good prayer for uh, our recognition of Recovery Sunday. I'll get to that in a minute. The cartoonist John Branch ran a cartoon in the Houston Chronicle uh, recently that had a person in a Texas t-shirt flag and an old-fashioned sort of butcher paper board uh, brainstorming things like Big Bend, tacos, friendly quirky people, cultural diversity, Willie Nelson, blue bonnets, Barbara Jordan, Texas Rivers, Texas Barbecue, Texas Blues, Texas Jazz, The Hill Country, writers, artists, Beyonce, Selena. You can uh, add your things that are positive uh, about Texas. This is called affirmative inquiry. And it's not to deny all the hard things going on and the difficult to defend things that are going on in our state right now, but it is a way to remember that there are things for which we are easily and profoundly grateful for. Affirmative inquiry asks us what's going well. It reframes our anxiety and despair. It's a reminder. It's not willful ignorance or distraction because we don't care. It's not putting on blinders or building up walls to block out reality. 
It's a reframe. It's a remembrance about the gifts, even in the struggle and the hard ship of life. And missing from that list is some of the things that I am most grateful for in Houston, Texas. And of course, one of them is Trinity. Her people, her mission, and her struggles. In our gospel today, the disciples were definitely not doing affirmative inquiry. They were distracting themselves, arguing about who would be first as a distraction from the pain of the cross, from what Jesus was saying to them. So they were not trying to reframe, they were trying to ignore using or engaging in power plays to avoid the passion, engaging in distraction to cover up their fear and confusion. So when we talk about what we're grateful for, it's not to get away from reality. It's to remind us of Jesus' teaching about reality. That we are to welcome the little children, which represent those who can't give us status or uh, return the favor or the investment in that time children were valued uh, as they grew older, but they were not considered um, as um, an a group of people that raised your profile in the community. And so when Jesus said, let the little children come to me, he was talking about letting the least, the lost, and the lonely in all manner of life become part of a community that claims him. And the disciples needed to hear that too. As they walked along, not wanting to hear what Jesus said, using squabbling as a distraction from the pain of the cross, they were engaging in, in some activities that the I would call her the modern-day Episcopal guru, Brene Brown, uh, talked about in terms about numbing pain to avoid dealing with it. 
which is not healthy at all. They were numbing by focusing on things that were not important. We do that sometimes with television or the color of the door or whatever it is that we focus on in an unhealthy way to distract us from the struggles of our day. Or, and they were acting like kids who fight over who's the favorite. How many presents did you get? How many presents did I get? Or kids, adult kids, fighting over inheritance when nothing is as valuable as the person they lost. Unhealthy behavior, numbing that pain with conflict. Brown also talks about what she calls a tactic that is unhealthy, that's called compare and despair. When you compare yourself, your house, your family, your accomplishments, your bank account, your car, whatever, your status with others, and instead of gratitude for what you have, you feel diminished for what you don't have or what you haven't done. Incredibly unhealthy. Jesus teaches the disciples in his day and us now that struggle is not a punishment, that success can be an idol. And not to look away from the pain in our lives, but to see the whole picture as we walk in the way of love. Today we honor Recovery Sunday. Three years ago, the Diocese of Texas promoted this as a way to show a healthy way of life, recovery from addictions. And we launched it, and we've done different things. Today, we will read together at the first part of the prayers of the people. We'll read together the 12 steps that are used in many recovery programs. And they are spiritual steps that even if we have addiction in our lives or not, that are valuable and fruitful for our lives of faith. And we will pray them together. My father preached three years ago as a recovering alcoholic and was going to preach today, but he is sick. So you're going to get my perspective. Addiction is a disease with which I am too familiar. I have so many family ties 
with different kinds of addiction. Reading Codependent No More and an adult child of an alcoholic in college changed my life. I felt seen and I felt that I was given tools that I needed. And one of the proudest moments in ministry that I mentioned just a minute ago was that first time three years ago honoring Recovery Sunday when my courageous, faithful father preached about his journey of addiction and his almost 40 years of recovery, was honest about how he got there, and was honest about his journey. It was one of the proudest moments in my life because one of the hardest things to do in recovery, in a recovery process, for the person with physical addiction and for the people around them, their family, friends, enablers, codependents, loved ones, is to name the addiction. One of the hardest things to do in the recovery process with alcoholics, with drug addicts, and other kinds of addictions, and for their enablers, is to name it. And we named it, and we continue to name it here, so that we may truly turn our lives over to God. We know that in our society, perceived weakness can be seen as shameful, losing, something to cover up. But addiction is not a weakness, a matter of will. It is a disease that needs strength, courage, and surrender to overcome day after day after day. So we here at Trinity aren't here to point fingers and say, use Recovery Sunday as a, as a way to say, oh, I think you know, you need help. As we know, as we know, when you point your finger, three fingers are pointing back at you, right? We celebrate Recovery Sunday because we are here to support the hard, lifelong work of recovery, to cheer on those who travel that road and to point out the road to those who might need a reminder that there is another way. But they need to want it and make that decision for themselves. No one can make that decision for anyone else. Addiction has saved the lives of some of my closest family members. Not addiction, Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous has saved some of the addicts that are part of my closest family members. And addiction has also led to the death of some very vibrant, beautiful, and young family members. So we celebrate Recovery Sunday not to hold them up as warning signs, 
but again, to show a path, a hard, halting path of a lifetime, but one that amounts to losing your life to save it. Whenever I am in despair because I feel out of control of certain things that I, I want to control and I, I can't fix everybody's life whose life I want to fix, which is classic problem of an adult child of an alcoholic, I turn back to the Al-Anon phrase that helps me so much. I didn't cause it, referring to the addiction. I can't control it, referring to the addiction. But I can contribute to the chaos in not a positive way. And that reminds me that I need to work on my spiritual journey so that I may also have a healthier life. Many of you know the serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Again, recovery is not just for the addict, but for all those in relationship with them. Everyone has to lose the old way of life in order to maintain sobriety and health, and it is worth it. In conclusion, I want to read this poem about perseverance from Maya Angelou, entitled simply, Continue. Into a world which needed you, my wish for you is that you continue. Continue to be who and how you are, to astonish a mean world with your acts of kindness. Continue to allow humor to lighten the burden of your tender heart. Continue in a society dark with cruelty to let the people hear the grandeur of God in the peals of your laughter. Continue to let your voice elevate the people to heights they had only imagined. Continue to remind the people that each is as good as the other and that no one is beneath or above you. Continue to take the hand of the despised and diseased and walk proudly with them. Continue to plant a public kiss of concern on the cheek of the sick and the aged and the infirm and count that as a natural action to be expected. Continue to let gratitude be the pillow upon which you kneel to say your nightly prayer, and let faith be the bridge you build to overcome evil and to welcome good. Continue. Amen.